hanging gardens of Babylon were one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. Considered an engineering marvel, the fabled gardens sprouted rows of exotic trees, shrubs and vines on terraces rising in a green mountain above the streets of present-day Iraq. Also, the legends say, no one's certain if they actually existed. Hey, I'm Vanessa Fuchs, and you're listening to Branch Out. Perhaps the next best thing to the gardens of Babylon are at the Royal Botanic Garden, Sydney, inside the Calyx, where you can marvel at one of the biggest living green walls in the Southern Hemisphere, made up of over 18,000 plants. Keep listening as we take a tour of the latest immersive horticultural exhibition at the Calyx. It's called Love Your Nature. So how about you just start by telling our listeners uh, your name and what you do here at the Royal Botanic Garden, Sydney. Okay, so my name is Tara Sadowski and I'm the acting senior horticulturalist here in the Calyx. So I exclusively look after the display and the wall. This incredible floral wall has to be seen to be believed. It's six metres in height and 50 metres long. It's no wonder it needs a dedicated horticulturist to look after it. So it's a giant internal green wall and it's comprised of uh, over 18,000 hundred mil pots. So they each have their own little slot in the wall. And it's kind of, when we put the wall together, it's kind of like a giant paint by numbers. And you, you've got a, a grid, like Excel sheet in front of you with each cell being a point on the grid. And you just go in and fill in with whatever color plant we've assigned. If you think this sounds like an explosion of colour, you're right. It's all part of the Love Your Nature exhibition, which showcases and celebrates the diverse world of plant reproduction. And as Sydney heads towards hosting World Pride next year, it's a reminder of the diversity amongst us too. A lot of people, you know, they'll, they kind of like make fun of the whole acronym LGBTQI+, it's getting way too long, but ha ha ha, but really if you think about it, it's, it is a giant spectrum that we're all on. And if you had to make one for the plant world, it would be like the entire alphabet. So that's just the point of this display. The green wall is made up of over 18,000 plants and it's been transformed into an abstract floral rainbow. And it's one of the official rainbow installations part of Sydney World Pride. Terra Nova and I are standing in front of it and it's a light, airy, cool 21 degrees inside the calyx. Perfect for a walk around in this kaleidoscope of colour, plants and passion. There are also different garden beds on the floor, which each showcase a different plant ecosystem in a different point in time and the reproduction methods they used. We're starting at the ancient bed. This is my favourite bed. Horticulturally, I think it's the most interesting and as you'll see, it's very, very uh, monochromatic. It's very green. Um, that one of the prompts that we were given, obviously, was color, color, color. We, we want they want it to be exploding with rainbows. But the point of this bed is to kind of prove a point that through time, you know, we're 
not just us, but plants and life in general is diversifying and it's becoming it's becoming more and more diverse and speciated. This bed is the ancient bed. So it's showing you a point in time back before the Cambrian explosion where all of a sudden, like before there were um, flowers and all of these different, um, the plants trying to attract all of these different species, they didn't have to have color, they didn't have to have um, all of these different strategies. So a lot of the, you'll see a lot of mosses um, and ferns and things that just have really basic reproductive strategies. Land plants first appeared on Earth about 500 million years ago. And without our flora getting freaky, none of us would be here. There are all sorts of clever ways plant species reproduce. And our beloved Wollamai pine has an interesting strategy. They're, they're called the Lazarus tree because kind of like Jesus resurrecting Lazarus, they, these trees we thought were um, lost to us. The only reason we knew that they existed were from um, really, really old fossil records, like 50 million years before the dinosaurs. And they were just rediscovered um, back in the 90s in a small uh, plot um, here in Australia. So that's kind of also showing you that it's, it's not just um, these, these things that come about, they're not just linear, right? They can come back and forth and go full circle. And they produce, I think, male and female cones. Yes. Yeah, so they're dioecious and you can see the cones um, on them. The male cones are a little bit more phallic. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty obvious which is which. <laughs> Wollamai pines actually reproduce both sexually, whereby male cones fertilise female cones through wind pollination, and vegetatively in a process known as self-coppicing. This is where the plant spontaneously sprouts multiple trunks from its base. And this reproductive process is thought to be a vital defence mechanism against damage from fire and other natural disasters. Coming up after the break, we explore one of the most biologically diverse plant communities in the world. To ensure all our botanic gardens across Sydney remain places of outstanding horticultural beauty, scientific institutions at the forefront of research and important centres of learning, we need your support. There are heaps of ways you can do this too. You can volunteer, make a one-off or monthly donation, leave a legacy, or you can become a member. Just head to the Join and Support button at the top of any of the garden's websites to find out how you can make a valuable contribution and protect plants for generations to come. It's tough in the dating world. You know, there's lots of competition. So as plants get busy, the competition for the affections of animal pollinators have resulted in some pretty cool innovations. A dash of colour here, a scent there, on and on for millions of years. So this is the rainforest bed and it's representing one of the most biologically diverse plant communities in the world. And 
as such, it's just an example of how diversity begets diversity and how these um, communities can start to support more advanced life. So they're um, Saracenia pitcher plants. Uh, they kind of look like giant cups um, and they, you can fill, actually fill them with water um, and they're meant to, to represent like the pitcher uh, from a pitcher plant to, that's capturing insects. Yeah, and they're carnivorous, aren't they? So they all, that little insects will fall in and they, yes. that's, they, they eat them, right? Yes, gross and beautiful. <laughs> yeah, the really incredible thing about this exhibition is the sheer variety of plants on display. It's bursting with colour. It goes to show the true variety of seduction methods plants will use, even the ones that might seem counterproductive to us. So this bed is just filled with Phalaenopsis orchids. They're the types of orchids that um, most the most popular ones, the because the blooms last forever and they're so 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 colorful. There are a few that are different and that we've kind of stuck in there. One of the my favorite ones is the Bulbophyllum fletcherianum. Um, the reason you, you, that one's kind of set back a little bit further in the bed and one of the reasons for that is because it actually smells really really bad it smells like a rotting animal um, <laughs> and because they're um, pollinated by flies and ca carrion beetles and things that um, are attracted to rotting meat it's not just plants and animals but humans too we're living in the Anthropocene after all, the era of Earth defined by human beings' influence on practically all aspects of the natural world. And there's two sides to that influence. For example, we've got some citrus trees in here. Any time you've ever had, um, you know, like a seedless orange, that was because we created that plant. Like somewhere along the line, if somebody found you know a tree growing in the wild that was on its own just grew its fruit without seed that tree would have never have survived on its own like somebody took a cutting of that tree and propagated it and now we're all now we all have these amazing seedless oranges to eat so and it's also got the beds also got some really cool stories in it about um, conservation because I think there's a lot of Kind of bad news out there about the you know biodiversity in general so this bed is kind of a really hopeful bed about about humans and live living and creating the environment that we're in now so we've got the power within us to bring these species back from near extinction thanks for listening to branch out if you want to see the Love Your Nature exhibition for yourself, you can come to the Calyx every day from 10am to 4pm. Follow the Royal Botanic Garden Sydney on social media to get the latest updates about events happening at the Calyx and stay tuned for a variety of Sydney World Pride events too. If you're liking the show, please don't forget to hit follow and leave a five-star rating and a review. It helps more people discover the surprising world of plants. I'm Vanessa Fuchs. And this episode was produced by Dan Butler. Thank you.